With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside FM allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Hey, just a quick thing from post-editing Josh. After editing this episode, I realized that we forgot to mention that we are officially joining SHIPIT Studios, which is a podcast network. There's a different types of podcasts on there. Uh, we, we are really excited to be joining them. You can go follow us on Twitter at Talking Blues Pod and then go follow them on Twitter at Ship It Studios. But look forward to better quality podcasts in the future. Peter's got a new mic. Alex has a new mic. I have a new mic. So we really hope that we're sounding better. Um, you know, we, we really hope that that helps. And look forward to some collabs with them in the future. They're a big film and movie, uh, you know, uh, website and podcast network. So we might do some collabs with like top, football films and stuff like that um, that, that we really be into. If you would like to find more info, go to shipitstudios.com slash talking blues. Once again, that's shipitstudios.com slash talking blues. You can find all our links, episodes, uh, and where you can subscribe on there. We really appreciate you listening. Post editing, Josh Ang. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to another episode of the Talking Blues Podcast. I am Josh, and I am joined by both of my co-hosts, Alex and Peter, and we are going to start out right now with the breaking news that came out a few hours ago, and that is Lionel Messi will not continue his career in FC Barcelona. Obviously, Messi, as we know, has spent most of his career, if not what all of his career, uh, with Barcelona, and now he plans to leave. So we will talk about that breaking news first. Um, yes, obviously a Chelsea podcast, but I feel like Messi controls football. When there's a news story that involves Lionel Messi, we go to that first. So we'll talk about that, but don't worry. We'll update you on all the Chelsea news. Um, there's been some transfer rumors, some transfer uh, sent, you know, that, that have been uh, sent out, some offers, I should say. And also, obviously, two preseason matches that we'll recap as well. But this is this is first priority. This comes first. 
you know, Messi's leaving. We're going to, you know, talk about that. Obviously, I'm going to have Peter and Alex reactions uh, on the podcast here so you can hear what they think. And then I guess second half of this discussion is where will he end up? And that will be a big uh, part of this first half of the podcast. But first of all, Peter, Alex, I know you'll probably loop this into your to your messy spiels, but how are you? We got to start with that first. Mental health, people. How How's everyone doing? That's uh, so nice of you, Josh. Thank you. I'm doing very well. I'm excited to talk about it because obviously this is a very, very big day, very, very exciting day. It's quite a shock. I mean, it wasn't a shock. People were rumoring it for it's every single summer. It seems like people were rumoring, oh, Messi's going to leave. But now it seems like it's official. But I will say that I'm not, not going to go on my spiel now because I feel like I've already gone on a tiny mini one. But I feel like he could. I feel like the door could still be open to a return to Barcelona even this this summer. But I don't know. I'm doing well. I'll send it over to Alex because I don't want to go on too long. Just about how I feel, even even though it is good, and I'd love to talk about. Oh, uh, what am I saying? Just Alex, just go. Peter, it's okay. You were trying to express how you're doing, and it took a while. Um, I'm doing okay. I'm a little bit shocked still. Um, you know, all my life, Messi's been at Barcelona. And it's kind of like a fact that he's just always going to be there and he's never going to leave. And that's his club for life. And to be fair, it was looking that way. They were trying to get a contract sorted out. It wasn't anything to do with Messi's unhappiness at Barcelona. So he just is uh, hes going to have to leave due to some financial issues, which, you know, could could have been predicted based for the past few weeks based on uh, where Barcelona's salary number was at and what La Liga's rule for it was at. Um, and they were quite a bit off per week. I believe per week they were about $2 million off um, in the beginning of the transfer window. And obviously they were, it was going to be very tough to make that up. And that was with, uh, the, and that was without Messi, obviously, but Messi obviously bringing it way down. That was without Messi's contract. It, it was going to be difficult for them, but. I'm just I'm just still in shock because it's crazy how Messi is a free agent now and he can go to whatever club he wants that he's willing to take where which can pay him right obviously Messi is a steep uh, earner there's probably I would say anywhere from 10 to 15 clubs that could afford it normally obviously we're in this covid era where teams having uh, a lot of teams have less money due to the lack of fans in the stadium, et cetera, especially uh, teams that are owned by the fans. So it's probably closer to five teams, five to 10 teams at most that can afford Lionel Messi. And Alex, I mean, remember that Messi's been a free agent for the past month or so, obviously was rumored to be going somewhere else, but was kind of everyone was still in the loop with that whole stay with Barcelona. But yeah, at 34 years old, this is uh, the summer that he was a free agent and has been a free agent, I believe, because his terms expired on June 30th. Um, and yeah, I, I, I just, I, I can't believe that, like you said, he's gone, has been with uh, Barcelona. I wanted to double check because obviously he was with them since he was a youngster. 2000, he's been with them. Um, since the year 2000, he was with the C team and the B team. Then the you know the and then Barcelona since two thousand four, crazy, um, and and now he's gone and like like you said he can choose where he wants to go, and I don't know you guys can get your reactions you know more if there is I feel like that's like 
there's not really much you can say on like the reaction leaving part besides that we're all shocked. All three of us are. And I, I can tell. But I, I think at this point we have to go to the shift, which is you can talk about this for hours. Where? Where will Messi end up in his free agency? Um, I think there were pictures of Neymar surfacing on Twitter and other social medias recently saying Neymar is trying to recruit him to PSG. That's a possibility. Is Manchester City a possibility? Um, with you know, as we as we all know, and as they're made fun of, they like to buy their players uh, very high, spend a lot of money, and they just brought in Jack Grealish. So I guess I mentioned that now. You know, where is Messi going to fit if he's with Jack Grealish? Will Chelsea be an option? You know, I I, I think that's a joke. Come on, we we can't even say that. Um, I know Alex and Peter were talking about a little bit pre-recording where I just kind of said guys this is not happening but you know just to throw it out there for fun is Chelsea an option is I don't know is um Inter Milan an option maybe they don't have enough money but they're trying to get out of Romelu Lukaku and Messi will be their main score we'll have to see but I propose that question to you two where is he going to land Lionel Messi PSG one million 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 percent PSG I think they're by far the clear front runners I'd say with like 80% certainty that if he's going somewhere that's in Europe and he's not Alex threw something out pre-recording where he'd be going back to Argentina, which I just don't see happening when he still has this in him. I could see that happening a bit later, but not right now when he can still make whatever absurd wages he wants to be on now. I think PSG is the perfect team for that. They did spend a lot of money this transfer window, but like Man City... Uh, they both have uh, Middle Eastern owners who can tap into those oil reserves, get some extra cash, uh, have some extra ad revenue, you know, that magically appears that they can pay Messi $750,000 a week. Um, I think PSG is an option. I'd say Man City is an option. But, I mean, they did just sign Dracula Rulish for $100 uh, million, like you said, Josh. I. Uh, they already have so many wingers. They already have Sterling. They already have Mares. They already have Bernardo Silva, Foden, Ferran Torres. I mean, I just don't see how Messi would fit. They just have too many wingers. I, I just, they don't have enough space to play all of them. And they could sign Messi and bring him in. But then, what do you even do for your, let's say you, you play him right wing. And then left wing, you have six or seven players just going fighting for one spot because and then maybe you say oh maybe you could play him center forward which i guess is an option perhaps but even then with the Grealish still coming in there's already enough wingers there too and then you also now would have strikers that have to play somewhere else like a zeus so i just don't think man city is a really viable option same thing is kind of the same thing with chelsea i think uh, we are one of the clubs that would have the ability to pay uh, the wages he wants to be on. Obviously, Roman uh, has been willing to spend the big bucks on big players when he wants to. But like I say, kind of the same thing with Man City. Uh, we'd have six players fighting for one spot on the wing because we have up top, we have Timo, we have uh, Kai, we have, I mean, unless we send them out, we have Tammy Abraham, we have Armando Brogia, we have all these strikers, which means on the wing, 
Messi would have to play every game with the wages he's on. So at right wing, we have Messi. And then left wing, we have we have Pulisic. We have Werner if he doesn't start as striker. We have Zayesh. We have Callum Hudson-Odor. We have all these players that just don't fit in. That and we already we already are having trouble fitting them all in when we have two winger spots open, but with Messi, uh, it just wouldn't fit. And that's a, I'd say almost every other club in the world basically. I'd say there's really only like at most five, six, seven options that can even afford them. And then when you really look at it, there's barely any clubs where he fits. So I think that's why I think PSG is just the clear front runner because they can not only afford it. But they have the space for it. They could do uh, Neymar, Messi, Di Maria front three or something like that. They they would they have they have the ability to start him without taking away from so many other players. Uh, they also have I don't know. They have Mbappe too. Uh, I think PSG would have the best chances of signing him. Uh, they would could offer him the highest wages. Probably I'd say Man City couldn't can't offer as high wages now that they've signed Grealish for so much. I just think PSG is the front runner. At Chelsea, I personally I don't want him at Chelsea. I mean, obviously you'd say you can't say no to Messi, but at the wages he was, uh, at the wages he's reportedly getting, I don't think you really want him. I mean, obviously you want him, but you don't want him at those wages because it's just too much for one player. I think even at the caliber Messi's at. It's too much. So I don't think I want him at Chelsea. I think PSG's, it's going to be PSG or Man City, but I don't think Man City will get him. I think it's basically PSG is the, it's a one horse race and it's only PSG. So I think he just has to go there. I'm sure Alex, you were talking about how we could sell ZH to get him in at Chelsea. So hopefully, hopefully you don't pick Chelsea to be the one that gets him because I don't think it'll happen, but let's see your case. What I'm really shocked about is you just saying, I don't want him at Chelsea. Who the hell doesn't want Lionel Messi at their club? Well, Peter just Peter just alluded on that though. What, what what did he allude about it? Well, no, he said he said I know everyone everyone would say what do you mean it's Lionel Messi? Why wouldn't you want him at Chelsea? He said that he he said that he. he I know, he I know, but like we, I don't know. We just have to. You, you can't turn him down. I think you you do whatever you can if he's willing to come. I think you you let him in no matter what. Um, you try to go for him, why not? It can never hurt. Uh, and also with Messi, right? You got to remember, it's not just his wages. Yes, his wages are insane, but what he also brings back in revenue, because there's millions of people who just follow Messi for Messi, and if he comes to Chelsea, would get his Chelsea Messi shirt. Millions would. There's Messi has a brand around his name, and please that don't get br- this in your head. I, I'm not. I'm just saying, wherever he goes, he has a brand with him. So when he's selling the, that merchant, like when he's selling those kits, imagine the amount of shirts that you sell probably is about half of Messi's wage at the end of it anyway, um, if you think about it that way. And what he brings in terms of popularity, revenue for the club, there's a lot of things that he does as well. So I think you can't forget about that. Um, but in terms of the places that he could go, I think... In, I'll go like league by league. I think in La Liga, I don't think he'll go anywhere. He Real Madrid could afford him, but there he's not going to go there. Um, in Italy, I'd say Juventus could afford him. It would be really cool if he went there uh, to go play with Ronaldo. Don't think it will happen, um, but maybe. Who knows? In 
France, it's obviously PSG. But one thing I would say about PSG is they spent a lot of money this summer, right? Um, yeah, there's a fast car going in the background there. I'm not sure if everyone heard that one. There's a car speeding by. Um, but with PSG, they obviously signed Ramos. They signed Donnarumma. They spent a lot of money on Hakimi. And, you know, yes, they got uh, Donnarumma and Ramos for free. But those guys are expensive wage bill people, right? Ramos, I'm sure, is not cheap. Donnarumma is probably not. I believe he's at 300k a week or something like that. Hakimi, obviously, they brought in for 80 million or so. I'm not sure if PSG even have the money for it. I think they're in a similar situation to other clubs like Man City, who just spent 100 million on Grealish. Um, and then the Bundesliga, I don't think he can go there. I don't think Bayern can afford that. I don't think Borussia Dortmund could afford that. And then I think it's down to the top four, uh, Liverpool, Man United, Man City, Chelsea. I think those are the other clubs that could afford him. I think look out for Liverpool. I think that's a team could that could definitely afford, uh, afford him. And with him, I think they would be instant you know, Premier League favorites. Man City, I mean, Man United, obviously they spent a lot of money on Jadon Sancho, but could they still have some money uh, to bring Messi in? Uh, maybe. Um, so I think I think Liverpool's a nice outside shout, and uh, because they haven't spent any money yet really this summer besides Konate, but they didn't spend that much money on him. So Liverpool have a lot of money. Talks of him uh, bringing him in uh, Mbappe, but what I would say is if PSG do bring in Messi, Peter, I would say they sell Mbappe this window to fund it. That'd be interesting. Yeah, that would be interesting. Obviously, Mbappe has been rumored to go to Real Madrid for the past few seasons. Uh, I'm not sure. Is his contract up soon? Or he could be a free agent and he might leave soon anyway. I think that it might be next summer or two summers from now where he might leave for free anyway. So it could be interesting to see if Real Madrid does have their finances in order that they uh, could... Uh, sell him now and then replace him with Messi. That would be interesting. I like that shout. Just bear with me. When you guys talk about Messi returning to Argentina, Alex, I know you threw that out there. Peter, I know you shut that down real quick, saying maybe later in his career. Are you saying that he'll stay with the country uh, training and participating what, in? What I, what I would what I was gonna what I was uh, saying is that he might go back to his home team, which I believe is uh, Rosario, whatever it's called. I, I don't know where he was when he was a child, because um, obviously he trained with them, um, but he obviously never played for the professional team. But he could go back. I mean, they have a whole statue of him and everything, so. I mean, maybe there he could maybe come to America. Who knows? Maybe come to the MLS. Maybe I don't think Messi would go to China because um, I don't think he really needs the money that desperately. Uh, but I think maybe if he, he has talked about how he has wanted to come to the uh, U.S. towards the end of his career. I don't think this is the end of his career yet, though. So Man City could uh, offer an interesting package with that uh, where they could do two to three years at Man City and then obviously bring him over to NYCFC which they obviously, uh, with the owners, co-owned. So um, definitely an interesting deal there, and I think that might be attractive to Messi. There is absolutely no way that Lionel Messi goes to the MLS. If he did, I think he would immediately set records. We're talking about this guy who's still an amazing player who just came off a win in Copa America and helped ride Argentina to the top. And we're talking about him potentially being playing at Yankee Stadium with NYCFC or at Red Bulls Arena. 
by us. Which, by the way, would be sick. I think, Alex, you're just trying to put that into your mind so you can see. I'm trying to get all excited right now. Yeah, I'm trying to get all excited. He's no, 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 no. I mean, it's not that. It's not that much of a wild thing. I mean, he's said in the past that he would, at some point in his career, want to play in the MLS. Obviously, not like now when he's still, like you said, Josh, coming off the back of a Copa America win where he had a great tournament and he's still at his peak. But he said he wants to play there at some point during his career. So. Like Alex said about going to Man City for three years, maybe after those three years, he says, okay, I don't know, I'm not playing as good as I have been. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling a bit like worn down, maybe. Maybe I want to go to the MLS and set some records where I'm still playing like this. Maybe I want to go just relax getting paid this much and live in Miami and live in New York City. I don't know where you would go on the MLS, but something like that. And who knows? I think it's not that far, that like crazy of something that could happen, but not for like, definitely not for like three, four, five years. Sounds appealing to me. I would, I would take that deal. <laughs> Set records on a, on a new club in a new league in America. Listen, every, I mean, people say it all the time. I'm sure Messi knows he's had his amazing su- success, excuse me, in Europe. And obviously football is, not as well known or watched in in the United States as we know as you know living here people either say it's it's boring or it's you know non enjoyable or we don't have access to watch it whatever it is it's not as widely known as the other four major sports in America but there is still the thing that people say that everything is bigger and better you know in the United States I, you know, so that that could definitely be intriguing. So now I kind of understand what you guys are alluding to with the MLS. Although I think it's very, it's unlikely right now. Yes, I agree with that. I, I, yeah, I mean, I would totally agree. Um, I don't think it's likely that he goes to the MLS, but it's definitely a possibility. And there are teams that could afford him in the U.S. Um, but I mean, besides that, we don't really know much anymore about Messi. Obviously, if anything comes out about him you know, somehow, maybe somehow interested in uh, Chelsea, then maybe we'll talk about it again, or we'll talk about it, whatever really happens. But uh, hopefully, if he says, I want to come to Chelsea, and that's what he's going to say. Uh, as but, there's uh, as there's updates, we're obviously going to tell. I mean, when yeah. he signs at another club, we're going to have to talk about it. Yeah, when he when he signs at Chelsea, obviously, we'll be talking about it on the podcast. So don't worry oh about God. that. Um, and, uh, <laughs> I guess let's get into some of the Chelsea news. Let's not speculate about Messi right now and talk about how he is going to be coming to Chelsea. Um, so, I mean, we can talk about it now, but I guess we'll save it for next episode. Please um, stop. But- <laughs> Please stop. I'm okay. I'm going to take this role because I can't hear you say one more Chelsea to, to or Messi to Chelsea thing, please. Oh my God. He's coming. Uh, he's coming. The in the so we talked. I don't know if we talked. Did we talk about Bournemouth Chelsea being Bournemouth two one? Yes, we did. And then Chelsea uh, have played two other preseason matches. Uh, there was a London derby, Chelsea versus Arsenal, which is always a fun one. And, you know, it's not as big; it's club friendly. But it, you know, Chelsea starters were playing, and we we saw them uh, playing in this match as Chelsea both goal scorers. Um, well, one of them at least will be starting in most matches. One of them is trying to figure out where I'm going to play. And that is uh, Kai Havertz with the first goal in the 26 minute, a nice feed from Timo Werner and a nice strike, a beautiful strike, actually. I think it was top right corner. And then Tammy Abraham, that's the player who's really trying to find where am I going to be in this Chelsea club, if not in another club, uh, scored the second goal. And uh, Chelsea actually won that club friendly 2-1. And then they drew uh, 
well, when we're recording this on Wednesday, I would say yesterday, but on Wednesday with Hakeem Ziyech getting two goals and Alex, who was watching the game, I wasn't able to watch. I was at work. Alex, you were watching the game and you told me that he he missed a third chance or like he was really close to getting a third goal. Um, but yeah, 2-2 two, two draw there between Chelsea and Tottenham. I was, uh, I was watching on an extremely sketchy website. Um, so I cannot tell exactly. It was very fuzzy what was going on. I did miss the Tino Andrew, and he obviously had that really uh, amazing run where he almost scored at the end too. Um, but he he almost scored, so who knows? I, I didn't really see it um, because I was watching on a tiny little box on some weird website. Um, if the police is coming after me, I'm scared. Um, but yeah, don't don't just pay the eight dollars. That's my uh, lesson for next time. Um, but also in that game. Uh, like I mentioned before, Andrian looked sharp. And also Werner scored, went around the keepers, scored, uh, but was wrongly ruled offside. Uh, they ruled it offside, obviously no VAR in these friendlies. He turned out to not be offside. Um, so kind of upsetting there. Werner can't get his confidence up there with that one. So it's kind of upsetting. Um, but yeah, that, that was pretty much it from the two friendlies. Um, you know, the Tottenham performance, it was a bit sloppy towards the end. Hopefully we sharpen up uh, before the Super Cup next week. And um, I, I guess let's start to Peter. We'll have you talk about this. That's why I wanted to throw it to you with, uh, with you know, a big thing. And Alex's favorite, Fabrizio Romano, coming out with tweets recently about Chelsea and Romelu Lukaku, which was, I feel like in the beginning of this transfer window, shut down with like Lukaku was not into joining Chelsea, but I guess it's really all about the money these days. Um, as Chelsea prepared a new bid to sign Romelu Lukaku, uh, I think it was about 120 million, 120 to 130 million pounds. Um, and the opening bid was turned down by Inter Milan. And um, 100 mil plus Marcus Lonzo involved in the deal. You guys will talk about it more. Um, but basically, we have update that Lukaku and Chelsea have agreed on personal terms. And now we are waiting on Inter Milan, who it seems like are having second thoughts uh, about the deal. So, Peter, I'll throw it to you first. You haven't talked to him a little bit. Well, first thing I want to say, I want to go a bit about the preseason friendlies and just say for the Spurs one, I, yeah, I know how you said that it was a bit sloppy towards the end of the game, Alex, the last 30 or so minutes, but that was when I think it was eight subs. We took out basically all our starters and put on like our bench players, and it got a bit sloppy, obviously, because if you're bringing on basically an entire new team, obviously it probably won't be as sharp as the starters, not only that, but also bringing them kind of cold off the bench probably won't be as sharp. I just wanted to say that before. Bit of an excuse, yes, that's why we drew. We would have won, obviously, if we uh, played our starters the entire game, but, you know, uh, no excuses. We drew. We could have won. But I will say, now about the Lukaku, uh, I, I mean, as I'm just looking through my phone, as you're talking about it, Josh, apparently Chelsea are ready to offer 120 million euros for Lukaku and want to include a player, but it won't be Alonso. And Fabrizio said that Chelsea will have new direct contacts uh, with the Inter board tomorrow preparing the new official bid. So, you know, it's getting closer. Even as we're recording an episode, it's getting closer and closer and closer. And I think I'd take Lukaku. I mean... He's a great striker. He performed well all last season, performed well at the Euros. He's basically what we need. He's someone who can score goals, who can finish the goals, who can get into good positions and score. It's what we've been needing. We have Kai, we have Timo up front, who are good, very good, but they're not the kind of player. They they create. They don't 
finish the chances. They create chances. And that's been our really our entire problem. We just can't score goals. We can we have all these chances, but we can't score. And I think Lukaku would be perfect because not only is he a great finisher, but he's also pacey. He's also strong. He's also tall, good in the air. He's uh, pretty good at dribbling. He's improved his first touch in case any Man United fans want to say, ooh, why are you signing someone that has such a bad first touch? Because obviously it was a bit of a joke when he was uh, went to Man United earlier in his career. He was quite bad, but he's definitely improved. He looks good. I'd definitely take him, and like you said, Jess, it was shut down earlier, but apparently we're just saying, you know, we'll give you whatever you want as long as you're willing to sell him, and that's, what I guess, what we're doing right now, and apparently they're willing to sell it, but Inter are having second thoughts. I think you said that too, because apparently there's Inter fans that are protesting uh, out like the Inter HQ to say, don't sell Lukaku, we'll like stop supporting the club or something, I don't know. I don't know, it sounds quite stupid, but apparently uh, the team owner may be like rethinking selling him because of them. I don't know, sounds a bit weird, but in general, it looks like it's getting closer. It looks like Romelu Lukaku may be rejoining us. Uh, hopefully that happens because, and hopefully it happens quickly because I'd love to get him before the Super Cup. Uh, I think it'd be important for that so we can, especially we get him a bit before so we kind of can build some chemistry with him. He might not even end up starting in the Super Cup, but I'd love to get a, the deal wrapped up before then. I think he'd be a great player. I think he'd fit in perfectly. And I mean, just hopefully we get it done. And also, I do want to say hopefully we also get Kunde done uh, because apparently like Zuma doesn't want to join Sevilla and he also West. And so we're trying to sell him to West Ham, but he doesn't want to go to West Ham either. But Chelsea still want to get Koundé, so they're going to just pay with all cash. I don't know. Everything's a bit confusing. Transfers always are. Uh, just trust in Marina. Trust that we'll get the signings that we want. Uh, I mean, let's just hope that both of those signings happen. Fabrizio Romano, perfect timing. I think he really knew that we were recording the podcast and talking about Lukaku at this very moment where he did that tweet, like, right now just as Peter started talking. I thought, Peter, you were like alluding to something hours ago. I looked up Twitter like right when you were talking about that. Romano tweeted three minutes ago. So that's hilarious. Alex, go ahead. I, I just texted him. I just texted him. Make sure that, you know, <laughs> of course he gets you the did. New, just making sure he gets the news out. Um, but yeah, Kunde deal is still priority for Chelsea, but there's no agreement on the Zuma value. Obviously, it sounds like Chelsea were willing to do 35 million in Zuma. Sevilla want 45 million in Zuma. Um, so there's a bit of a differential in Zuma's value to each team. Um, and also, Kurt Zuma prefers to stay in London. Uh, so West Ham or Spurs were another team. I don't think Spurs are an option, but West Ham. Uh, was a team that's interested, and obviously he could stay in London where he is happy. So that might be something we could do. I'm fine with that. You sell him, get the money, put the money towards the Kunde deal. I don't mind that. Um, but yeah, um, Romelu Lukaku, I'll go back to that now. Very exciting. Um, you see the money, you see the $120 million, and that's like, holy shit, like that's a lot of money. Um, but as you think about it, you're seeing some of these other players. You see Jack Grealish go for $100 million. Obviously, different types of players. But I think Romelu Lukaku could be worth that amount of money. I think he's a very he's a top, top striker. He's a top, top goal scorer. And I think, you know, everyone wanting was wanting Holland. But 
what it sounds like with Holland is you'd have to pay upwards of 200 million to Dortmund directly and then another 50 million to his agent another 20 million to his father so you're getting up in the high 200 millions for Erling Holland um so I think that deal is just going to be kind of unworkable um but for Romelu Lukaku I think it's a I think it's a nice move I think he fits well with Chelsea um obviously we sold him all those years ago um and it's kind of weird seeing him come back for um, six times the price. Um, so that's definitely an interesting one. But with this Romelu Lukaku news, obviously someone will have to depart. And obviously it's a person who has been rumored to depart for a long time now, Tammy Abraham. And it is to a team that I am happy about, Atalanta in Syria. Um, they're going to be discussing with Chelsea uh, about Tommy, uh, Tammy Abraham because their striker right now, Duvan Zapata, if Romelu Lukaku leaves, Inter Milan apparently want Duvan Zapata as his replacement. So it's kind of like a three-way deal there. Um, but Atalanta are willing to pay, it sounds like, that $40 million for Tammy Abraham, which I think is a good deal for both clubs. Um, Atalanta obviously have been really good at growing a lot of their young talent, so hopefully they really help Tammy Abraham. Um, I hope there's some sort of buyback clause in the deal, um, just in case, but I really doubt there will be. Um, but $40 million, not bad can use that towards Lukaku um, and, or, you know, balance the books with that uh, or the Kunde deal and maybe fund some further transfers. So I'm not, I'm not super upset. Obviously it looks like he's been going for a long time, much better than 30 million to Arsenal, 40 million, 40 million to Atalanta is a much better thing. Um, but there's also been news recently that uh, Southampton are very interested. They just sold Danny Ings for 25 million uh, to Aston Villa. Aston Villa doing some fantastic business this summer, by the way. I know they lost their talisman and Jack Grealish for $100 million. They brought in Bailey for $30 million from Bayer Leverkusen. And then they brought Ings, who's one of the most prolific strikers in the Premier League, for $25 million. So they've done good business. But uh, Southampton could be interested as well. So that's something I've heard. Uh, but I hope it's Atalanta. I think he could really grow there. Uh, really like him as a player. Hope he succeeds. But uh, obviously, it just doesn't seem like it's going to work out at Chelsea. And it might be one of those moves that comes to bite us in the ass later. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, we'll have to see, Alex. I appreciate the perfect transition. I think unintentional transition as well. You're just that good at you're just that good at the podcasting of this. Uh, you know, uh, you're just that good at podcasting that you're giving me this easy transition to talk about Valentino Livermento, who actually joined Southampton just recently. The Chelsea youngster, right midfielder, right back, I guess, um, for five million, and then there's a twenty-five million buyback clause. He's only 18 years old. Obviously, has spent most of his time with Chelsea in the Premier League too, and has most of his matches there. He's played 26 matches, had three goals and six assists. Uh, but yeah, he's been with Chelsea youth, uh, the youth club, for a little bit now. I think just over three years, if not more, with the Chelsea youth 18, U18s, and then the Chelsea 23, U23, uh, and now went from the Chelsea U23 to Southampton, um, where he'll spend the next few years now uh, the contracts until june 30th of 2026 so it's a it's a long deal and that's where uh, valentino livermento is headed to southampton i don't know if you guys have much on that because there's also uh, more youngsters that are heading out and i'll just mention that just real quick connor gallagher chelsea uh another chelsea youngster like i mentioned will join crystal palace on a loan and then who's that? Ian Matson uh, will join Coventry City on a loan as well. So that's 
that's the updates when it comes to Chelsea youngsters and them going on loan and one transfer uh, to other clubs. I think uh, I, I'm glad that for Livermento we have the buyback clause because I think he does have potential to be a good player. $25 million to bring him back, not so bad. Um, and it's nice to bring in some cash right now. Um, it's kind of almost like a loan, but we're spending more money. But I mean, don't, just forget what I just said. Um, but yeah, I, I'm glad we have the buyback clause on him. I think Connor Gallagher to Crystal Palace will be really good for them. He'll play under Patrick Vieira. Hopefully he can get better. Um, obviously he was never really going to get his spot in the Chelsea team this season, but hopefully he just keeps improving and has one of those breakout seasons on loan and forces his way back into the team. I mean, he's obviously very talented and I hate to see him go, especially because I feel like he would have been a very good backup to Reese James. I feel like he would have fit very well. He's obviously very talented. He can play on the, both uh, wing back sides. He fits perfectly in for, for, for uh, in our formation and Tuchel's tactics. There we go. Finally got it out right. Uh, and I think I hate to see him go, but it, like you said, Alex, it's good we got that buyback clause because I think he's a very good talent, and I think we the opportunity to match any deal or buy him for whatever fee it is. Uh, is good because I think he's going to play. I think he can arguably uh, push. I think it's Kieran Walker Peters is the starter at Southampton uh, playing either wing back or right back. And I think, I think Livermento definitely could start over him. I think it wouldn't be too much of a shout that he gets consistent play time. And I think he'd have the talent to really explode. He'd kind of be like how Tariqa Lamptey was last season before uh, he got injured. Uh, hopefully that doesn't happen to, to to him though the injury obviously, but hopefully he does uh, show his talent, which he obviously has, and hopefully, like you said, we can get him back at some point for not too much of a price, and he can be much improved than starting our team. And um, I think we should end this podcast on a on a fun note, I guess, um, and talk about something pretty funny amongst Alex and I, Peter. We haven't gotten your thoughts on this, so I guess it's a a perfect thing to mention it on the podcast. Chelsea just recently dropped their new away kits for this, uh, this upcoming season, the 2021, 2022 season. And they kind of hinted at the yellow. You can tell from the home Jersey that they dropped a, a little bit ago. Um, a few months ago, I, I should say with the yellow striping on the sides um, of the Jersey. And this Jersey is full on yellow completely. Now, my thoughts on it, I think it's disgusting. I do not like it. A lot of people think it's amazing and super clean. And obviously, that's why we have a podcast. We can discuss our different thoughts on it. But I don't like it. I know Alex does not like it. And it reminds him, I think, of the fourteen fifteen kit uh, for, for Chelsea. Alex, you can either confirm or deny that. But I know you compare yeah. it to one. It's disgusting. Go. It is a very bad kit. The black accent like lines on it do make it a bit better than that kit. But yes, it is still, let's just say I will not be purchasing one. <laughs> Peter, your, what are your thoughts on the kit? And that's how we'll end this podcast, I should say. I completely agree. I do not like it. I don't like how it looks. I Hey, they all grow on me. I think I said this about the uh, third kit last season, uh, the one that looked like the Crystal Palace kit. I was like, what is this? This looks disgusting. This is terrible. Uh, but I grew to like it. I think I'll grow to like it as I get used to it. But I mean... I mean, it could have been much better, right? I mean, it could have been much better. I think, I think Nike's been kind of, Nike's been kind of mean to us on uh, <laughs> their jersey choices and their, their designs. Uh, I mean, 
I just think they could have done better. I don't like it. I mean, I'm sure some people like it. I can see why some people like it, but mm, it's not for me. Uh, that's that's what I'll say. Do we even mention the training, uh, the training jersey that looks like you're staring at a rainbow that has puke? It's like a, a someone who puked out a rainbow is like my yep, opinion. Yep, that's the that's quite literally the best way to describe it. Yes, it is also absolutely terrible. Nike is, tr- not, I think, whoever's making our kits is an Arsenal fan. Peter, like, you know what I'm talking about, the training kit? Yeah, it's also quite bad. I mean, like I said, Nike, I mean, they could do better. Let's be real. They could do better. I'm looking at it right now, and I just see black squares and all different types of shades and shapes with yellow on the right arm, like light, dark blue. I don't even know what I'm looking at. I, like, I seriously, I don't know how people, I really hope no one buys this. I don't know how you could buy this. this you know, is- you know what it kind of looks like. It looks like like when you're in third grade and you're just like, and you know, it's like art class, and they're like, oh yeah, make a collage. That's what it <laughs> looks like. I was I was gonna say, you know, when you do tie dye, it looks like someone that yeah. just tie dyed and then added black squares on it. <laughs> this is oh my god, but uh, yeah, we can save Chelsea jerseys for another day. I wanted I wanted to mention Peter. Uh, I do believe that for my birthday, um, coming up at the end of the month, I'm getting a third uh, Chelsea jersey um, that Alex actually found. Thank you, Alex. I appreciate it. Um, For me online at uh, a cheaper price than what I would have been paying for it. So I appreciate that, Alex. Yeah. Alex is, is setting me up here. We were we were on the search for for Chelsea jerseys, and uh, he found the pink one. So I'm yeah, excited. Yeah, yeah the third kit from last season. Yeah. It kind of grew on me throughout the season. I do have to admit. So yeah, I think it's nice and it's nicer than uh, these kits from these year. This found it just over $60. I think. Yeah. It was a good deal. It was nice on sale. I might even get one. Who knows? Absolute steal, Alex. Absolute steal. So absolute steal. (laughs) And one more absolute steal in there. That'll wrap it up for this episode of the talking blues podcast. We really appreciate you listening from what i hear uh, or what i'm seeing i guess i should say from the fabrizio romano quote-unquote direct talks that might mean an episode could be coming out earlier uh you know in the week than later in the week that i just assume i don't want to say anything but direct talks with inter milan uh, that might indicate a uh a signing is approaching and, and it's approaching faster than than sooner than later i should say follow us on twitter at Go ahead, It'll Alex. probably be up earlier next week anyway because the Super Cup's on Wednesday. So it'll probably be up Tuesday, I'm guessing. So, or something along either Tuesday or Wednesday morning. So um, that would be the time there anyway. Ooh, wait, that but that poses a question now. We we can't wrap this up wrap up this podcast just yet. That proposes a question. Are we at the point where you're gonna get you're gonna get to hear us two times a week? I don't know if the listeners want or don't want that. Because I don't know, if, I don't know if I would want to hear myself two times a week. But I are we at that point? I mean, looking at their upcoming schedule, our previews and recaps—is it time? Are we here? I mean, we really almost are. If not, are there already? It could be. It could be. We'll have to we'll have to see how the schedule pans out. We'll take a look at it off air, but uh, or off the recording. We're not right now. Air. I mean, why not? If we're gonna do it, do it now so we can plan this out. So, I mean, the Premier League—I just looked. It starts under ten days at this point. We got the Super Cup final against Villarreal on Wednesday, and then the first 
Premier League match is that Saturday. So, All right, so we'll be doing two next week. Yes. Yeah. We Welcome back to two episodes a week for the Talking <laughs> Blues. Uh, I hope you're ready because I don't think I was when I <laughs> when I started this episode. Uh, this is funny. Okay. Yeah. So look forward to an episode from us, no matter what. Um, earlier, early next week, at least before the Super Cup final, and then a recap and a preview to our first Premier League match um, in the 2021-2022 season. We appreciate you listening to Talking Blues. Back to my outro. Follow us on Twitter at Talking Blues Pod. Subscribe wherever you're listening. And rate us five stars because we would really like and appreciate that. Uh, we thank you so much for listening, and we will see you early next week for our Super Cup and maybe Romelu Lukaku signing to Chelsea uh episode but yeah more super cup final preview see you then welcome to the all 80s movies podcast i'm bill and i'm jason and this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters the flops and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies the 1980s so whether you're a brain a jock a valley girl or a jedi we've got some 80s classics for you do these movies stand the test of time Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.